Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. We've got another great show lined up for you. But first, let's give a great big thank you to our sponsors. When it comes to planning for your future, you want an advisor who understands your Christian values. Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson offer financial planning based on biblical principles. They can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson today. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Ameriprise Financial offers financial services without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Are you currently renting your home? Give Team Ailsworth, Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Real Living First Realty a call. Trust them to help guide you through the home buying process. With interest rates as low as they are, now is a good time to take that leap into being a homeowner. The award-winning customer service team is ready to make you their priority. Call Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Ailsworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Make owning a home your reality today. Thank you so much to our sponsors and thanks to all of you for choosing to listen today. And I almost feel like as I introduce this, I need to say something about go and look for something purple as we walk in today's show, because our special guest is Carla Mandrell and our topic is joy and purple. (laughs) Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Deb. Oh my goodness. I'm just, okay, so you obviously cannot see her as we're talking, (laughs) but I will just let you know she's wearing purple from literally top to bottom, (laughs) including her hair hair and socks and shoes. So welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for having me. Yes, you probably I don't know if you remember this. I met you. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to remember how many years we had lived in Bemidji. And I met you and I don't even remember where it was or what event it was. But you were perp- you you've been doing this purple thing for a long time. Because I remember there was something you needed. I, I can't even remember if you were getting something from me or whatever. And you go, I don't really care as long as it's purple. That's exactly what you said to me. <laughs> I don't care as long as it's purple. And and the funny thing is, I didn't even remember your name from the time. All I remembered is the purple, purple lady. <laughs> so from that point forward, as I have known you, it's been the purple lady. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? <laughs> so now we get to do joy and purple. So you're the joy purple lady. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> I love it. Love it. So... Carla, let's start a little bit. You've obviously involved as a volunteer at the station, but let's even go back further than this. Let's talk about beginning. Like, when did you get to know the Lord? That's a great place to start because people inquiring minds want to know. Everybody that listens always wants to know, well, well, when did they get to know Jesus? When did they accept Jesus, right? That's a big, powerful component of testimony in general. Yeah. For me, it'll go back to, oh my goodness, um... 1984, and Scott and I had gotten married in 81, and unbeknownst to me, he was getting ready to leave, kind of had had enough, and we had just recently moved to the cities from Fergus Falls, Underwood area, and we got married right out of high school. Um, he had gotten a job in the cities working for his aunt and uncle. And later we used to call it getting zapped. 
Christian business, he got zapped. And he gave up a whole lot of stuff. And he came home, and I was like, um, well, I'm not staying married to this. I mean, this religious fruitcake now is just, I'm out of here. So we went home, and my dad told me that I couldn't divorce him on his religious preferences. I was raised in a very non-Christian home. And anyway, I got it zapped maybe a month later. Uh, had spent the day being very angry. A um, little physical with my cat. Called uh, an abuse hotline because I had hurt my cat. They thought I was nuts. You know, what? What? why are you calling? And so then I called Scott. He came home and, you know, I explained to him what I had done. And we just kind of were sitting there while the pastor's wife called. Just to invite us for that weekend. And so Scott explained to her what was going on, and we needed help. And so she came, her husband, the pastor came, and Scott's aunt, and I got saved um, mm-hmm. that evening. And it was really the beginning. Um, it's been a long road. I, I don't know that I, I wish I can say that getting saved, um, everything was wonderful, because it really wasn't. I think in some ways it got worse. And, and then um, shortly after getting saved, uh, we, we, we were pregnant with our first child. And I believe um, the Lord had opened my womb because had I gotten pregnant beforehand, I would have had an abortion. Um, I wasn't having kids, didn't want kids. And I just, I just, truly believe that the Lord opened my womb. I was brought up that it was a cell, it was a clump, it was a nothing. And when, obviously, you ask the Lord into your life, you find out that, no, that's life, and that is a baby. There is so much in what you've already said, so I'm going to just sort of break down some of these pieces. Just I'm like, wow, there's a lot here already. One of the things I wanted to talk about is you said sometimes when you get saved, sometimes when you ask the Lord in, it can get worse first. There's like a confronting that can happen. Well, of course there is because the enemy is sitting there going, oh my goodness, somebody just went, I call it the other side, right? It's like there's there's these sides because in a sense there are sides around this and there's a spiritual battle that's going on all the time. And so talk a little bit about this confronting or talk a little bit about the, it can get worse and yet you know you have Jesus. So what's the difference in this confronting energy that happens once you know the Lord. Mm. This is a big, like, this is a big thing, I think, for people to understand. Because when you accept the Lord, it's like, okay, you know something's different. Right. You feel something different. And yet then all of a sudden, it's like you, it literally can feel like everything comes against you. That and, you know, I, 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 I come from a divorced um, family, you know, and it's like I, almost hate saying it because it's just so cliche. I mean, you know, divorce, it's, you know, the sad thing with divorce is it's between two people and yet, oof, the, the ripple. It just, you know, um, 40 years later, I was still waiting for my parents to get back together. I mean, you just, uh, they divorced when I was eight years old. And yet you still hope for that. And, and my parents were very, uh, they had a pretty good relationship after the, the divorce, but, um, I, I spent, I put a lot on Scott. 
put an awful lot on him. And rather than having been taught to seek the Lord, to look to the Lord, it was more so that, okay, well, now I've done this, and so Scott's my happiness. Scott's going to be giving me. Um, and, and what I did with Scott is I did everything in my power to make him miserable. I did everything. I pushed him in ways, put away, pushed him away in ways that um, lesser men would have, <laughs> would have certainly hit the road. And uh, I swore that I would never do to my children what my folks had done to me. And I pretty much did exactly to them what conditional love, very angry, um, very angry. And I know that the Lord has forgiven me, but it's still you've put things into your children that you swore you would never do. And because of that, that's created issues for them. And it's like, Lord, if you could just take that back. It's like I look at 1984 and now I look at 2001 and I'm just like, Somewhere in there, it's like I finally got it. I, I, being maybe kind of okay with myself, um, there's a freedom in trusting the Lord. There's a freedom in all the things I've worried about, all the things that, you know, I've, uh, the enemy will hit me with, well, you did that wrong, and you did that wrong, and you said that wrong, and wow, you know. Um, there's freedom and that he loves you no matter what. And I think for me growing up, it was very conditional. Um, Carla, you would be so pretty if you would just lose weight. You know, you would just, if, if you would only, you know, do this or, you know, and it, it's, it was so conditional and so going to Scott, it was like, I finally quit being ugly. It was like, I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, at one point, my mom was, you know, I'm going to send you back to your dad now because I can't do anything with you. And so now we'll have your dad fix you. And yeah, so <laughs> it was a lot of balancing. So one of the things as you're bringing, the, <clears throat> bringing this up is there's this distinction between this unconditional love that God gives and what we as parents try to do with unconditional love, right? And then there's this thing of the condition, right, that we are putting out there. And we both know that God's grace is sufficient, right? Yeah. We also both know, and I always point to the Romans 8.28 scripture around this. I, I, I Did you use that one of the scriptures you read to? I, I'm telling you, I think I read this thing a million times a day. Well, I don't even need to read it anymore. It's all in my head. But it's this sense no of that God, when our hearts are with him, he is working in all of this, and he will make it right. He, he has his own way of what this is about. And I think somehow, and this, this is, goes back to actually when you accepted the Lord, because you said, yeah, I accepted the Lord, and yeah, I knew something was different, but my goodness, I was just getting started. I think sometimes we have this I don't know if we want, if it's like the fairy tale, right? That, oh, I accepted the Lord and here comes the pixie dust and, and everything's just going to be perfect, and, right? And the um, fireworks. And, and Yes. And, and, and there may be, 
And yet all of a sudden they go away and then it's like, oh, hello, here come the sweeper uppers afterwards, right? Because that's when the duty do really starts to drop. And I think sometimes we have this limiting belief around what this looks like. And this is this place that one of the things I know uh, as as I potentially am working with someone or ministering to someone is that we're just getting started. God mm-hmm. is just getting started with you. And this is a journey. And the healing is in the journey. And it is not healing is not a destination. Healing is a piece of journey because healing is happening all the time. The minute that we accept our Lord and Savior, it's like, okay, we've got a start of healing, right? But it doesn't stop there. He just keeps going and going and going. And as you're talking about these things and these different layers of things, this is God working in that journey. And he's got a journey for the kids. And he's got a journey for Scott. And he's got a journey for your folks, right? Like this is, it's the everybody in this. And so this is one of the things that um, I think for our listeners that is so important to hear is that God's working in all of it. We know that God is always working in everything. The difference when we accept him as our Lord and Savior is that we trust in him. We know where to go. And that, for whatever it's worth, I think that's what makes the journey survivable for us. Because we know that I call it the EKG machine. It's like an EKG machine. Life is an EKG machine, right? That should be our next book. I mean, <laughs> seriously, because it's like the up, down, up, down, up, down. And, and, and at the same time, we know that it's a piece of the journey. And so I love that you're bringing all these things into this. I can literally every day I'll have a, a something like, oh, I wish I'd done this differently when my kids were little. Or, oh, I w-. And I think, really? The worrying or the, the dwelling on it now isn't going to serve anyone. What I can choose to do now is pray for the Lord to work in it and and have hopefully has worked through it. But how can he work now in it to help guide me, help guide my children and to allow others to learn from it? Right. right. Because if somebody didn't go through it, how are others going to learn? That's what testimony is all about. Yeah. Can you is- imagine if everybody was perfect from the beginning? Mm. We wouldn't have testimony. Well, and I've I've called it God's pop quizzes. Yes. I've never been a very good uh, test taker. Scott and I, when we were in high school together, um, we were in the same class. Literally, he slept through the class. And I would be there taking my notes, taking my notes every stinking day. And just as we started going out, um, the last test that we had, we studied together. This is the man who has slept through it. I've taken my notes. We study. We go take the test. He's aced it. I got a C. Completely unfair. <laughs> it just, you know, it was completely unfair. Um, but the Lord has used the pop quizzes. He will continually give me the same pop quiz until I get it. And then I finally get it. And then I'm like, what? What's next? <laughs> Oh, don't know. That's yeah. one to be careful of. What's oh, yes. Yeah. Because yes, yes, yes. Because it's What's, coming. Yes, it, it is. is yes, it is. Yes, and, it is. Oh, my yep. gosh. That's yeah. amazing. It's, yep. You, you, it, it is. You know, and it's like, so now I'm to the point where, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is that I get it, and then there will always be another one. Yeah. And, and praise the Lord for that, because I do look at where I was, and to see where I'm at today, um, there are so many things to be grateful and blessed for. I mean, every day, I mean, going to bed, going to sleep, I'm thanking God for this. I'm thanking God for that. I'm, 
I'm, you know, praying for others. I mean, it's just such a different, and I do, I will get down on myself, Lord, why didn't I get this how many more years ago? You know, why did I, you know, I, I talk, I think about the locusts, you know, what the locusts mm-hmm. had stolen. And, and I feel like I, at least for Scott and I, I feel like it is being restored. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can kind of worry a little bit about my kids, but I just also know worry is not of the Lord. Worry is of the enemy. And you know what? As much as I love my children, God loves them more. Yes. Isn't it the hard, like, I think one of the hardest things as a parent is to release our kids to God sometimes, even though we know he created them. <laughs> I, right? I can help. No, I can help. I'm always been, Lord, I can help you. I'm a good helper. Ugh. And it's like, Carla, I don't need your help. I know. I got it's this. It's so funny. And I it, But then why did you make me like this? Well, yes, and, right? Like, what's in that for us? And and I am pretty sure that most people listening probably are in the same boat, right? It's just, it's because we love, right? And so if we think about how much we love our kids, think about how much God loves them, hello, which means how much he loves us, right? This is the thing that if we can really grasp at this concept and just really embrace it. I'm not good enough. It's struggled with that one you know I'm not good enough and it's like I think the Lord is showing me that it's not it's that's not my love my love is not on conditions and when you're a little bit raised in conditions it is I'm working on it yeah it's this is really really powerful so we got to get to purple (laughs) when when did you know that purple was it for you well, I kind of shared a little bit about that with uh, becoming my mom's caretaker. Um, it's it uh, nineteen, I something. I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. But um, she got to the point. Uh, I am from California, and uh, she was struggling with some health issues, and I wasn't working. And my brother had a full-time job. My sister had a full-time job. And they had the money, and I don't, didn't. So it was just simple that, you know, I'm going to go, and I'll take care of mom. And so I did. And um, long story short, I was there for basically three years. I'd come home occasionally. I have, again, an amazing husband who allowed me to, you know, be able to be gone. And, and, And he saw the need that, you know, this was a ministry to my mom. And there had been a a fairly traumatic accident, and I uh, was sent home after she got out of the hospital. And I had been dabbling in different colors. You know, for me, my hair was always a big deal. And then it was like one day it was kind of like, you know what, it's going to grow back. It's going to grow out. It's whatever. And when I went back, after the accident, I just kind of went all, all or nothing. I just thought, you know what? And of course, I was a little concerned about the reaction from my mom, very conservative, very, um, very proper. And I just, I needed color. I needed something fun to look at. I needed something I haven't always been real happy about my size. And so to me, it was like the color was just fun. I love color. I love, and I didn't realize, you know, I've had some people say to me, well, you know what purple is. I'm like, yeah, it's fun. It's royal. Oh, 
Well, uh-huh. we're in we're in presence of royalty today. Oh, gosh, no, <laughs> that is not what I meant. <laughs> but it is a good thing to think about. So, tell me about joy and purple. Like there was something like when you and I were talking about this, like. What is it about the color that brings you joy? Like, what is it? And and there's something specific for purple with you. Like, it really, tell me about that connection for you. You know, it's crazy you'd say that. You know, as what the picture that came to my mind, this is, and this is just craziness too. We, when we painted our walls, we, um, uh, it was a very, very light uh, green, very, very, very light. And then my trim, very light purple, just, and my sons came home and they're like, eh, baby colors. Blech. And I'm like, no, this is this is calm. This is peaceful. This is this is nice. I'm thinking six, seven, eight years later, we got carpet that matched my walls to a T. There is lavender in the carpet. There is the same green on my walls. Who we're talking like almost 10 years later. The carpet was free, Berber, commercial. You can't even buy it. Wow. We had an accident at 10 Strike where we fellowship, and they were throwing it away. And I'm like, I've been coveting this carpet for years. I want it. God provides. And so people, they do. They come into my house now, and they're like, wow. I mean, it's just and. I'd like to think that colors are really huge. There is a precedence to um, when you, you know, when you were saying it's, it's, it's calming. I mean, it's, um, I'm not a red person, but then my mom drilled into me all my life. Red makes you look fatter. (laughs) And so I still struggle with red. I do. I I just, it's, you know, there's the conditioning that, you know, our words Words, words matter, and we have no clue how much words matter. I think we're as the research is coming out more and more, we're realizing because it connects on neural pathways, right? So you've got this belief system around, right? These things that you've been told, and any little thing that even ties remotely to that neural pathway, right? It just oh, let yep. me attach right on that one. Oh, here we go, right? I, I I almost picture it like these little. Oh, you know, like those assembly line things that the where the you know the boxes move right along on the deal. I feel like our neural pathways are doing that. Oh, boop, here's a comment. Let me get on that assembly line. Right, that's what it feels and like to me. I've certainly my words have yeah. many times been not even remotely desirable to the Lord, and they are that saying of broken bones heal, mm-hmm. but the words, yeah, they they stay with you and. Those are the, some of the things I wish I could undo with my, you know, my kids, my husband. Oh, my gosh. You know, but I just, he has, he has. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful every day. I really well, am. And I, I think even for those li- people listening that, you know, we, we've all fallen short. And I, I say I want to normalize it, not in that I'm saying it's right. I'm saying normalize it in terms of we all fall short. Human. I, I remember a pastor once said to me, you know, God doesn't necessarily look at the sin. He looks at what do you do after? In other mm-hmm. words, we all are going to fall short, right? We just do. But what's the next step? Have so you learned? If, yeah, have I learned? And have I done everything I can to make the amends? Mm-hmm. I remember uh, in coming to the Lord, oh my goodness, the laundry list, right? The, I call it my laundry list. And I literally sat down as the Lord prompted and started writing out 
uh, letters of apology, uh, just laid it down, not making any excuse, not just literally, I know this was wrong. I know yeah. I actually went back to a place where I had worked and personally apologized to people for some of my behaviors because I knew they were not of the Lord, but I didn't know the Lord then, right? Right. So I didn't know what I didn't know. And when I knew better, I could then take that next step. So I think if people are listening, we want to encourage them in that also, because I, I think we can only start beating ourselves up. And the reality is, here's the great news. At least you're aware of it now, and you can choose to do differently. There's a lot of people out there that aren't even aware of that impact right now. And sometimes impacts are unintentional. Sometimes we don't know, you know what that is. And I will tell you some of those letters I didn't mail just because for whatever reason, some people had were no longer here on this earth. Um, some people, it just kind of didn't feel like maybe it was, you know, but the writing of it, the acknowledgement of it, the bringing it to a community or another person was, was just really profound. So where do you feel like now, where's the Lord taking you right now? Like, what are you noticing? Like as the purple joy filled, <laughs> Loyal, the the royal. <laughs> Actually, you know what? There is something about purple with that, though, because we tend to identify purple in like harmony, synchronicity, very high. Uh, it, it's got a very high energy to it. Purple's a great color. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize the high energy, but yeah. sometimes I could use that. <laughs> and, and I don't necessarily mean high, like I mean like frequency, right? Like it's yep. it's not a below the line color, right? Like it's a very when people are in a purple phase. Um, there's just a very, something very soothing and you mentioned the soothing, but it's, it's a powerful energy soother. I love it. I love it. You know, I feel like my walk with the Lord, um, in some ways has just begun. I feel like, uh, I'm very excited to see what he does have next for me. Um, I know that there's peace in, I don't need to worry about it because he's going to do it. Mm -hmm. And Knowing that, knowing I don't have to, quote, worry about it, it's just such an incredible feeling that he's got this. Yes. He's got this. And I'm willing to do what he wants me to do. I really am. And again, grateful. You know, just grateful. Grateful for Scott, you know. Mm. So many people. I mean, really, honestly, to some degree, he's the only one who's got a, another friend in Stillwater that we've known each other 35 years as well. And she's been there a long time but I've not been blessed with that um being okay you know there's just so much judgments and whatnot and I just I'm I'm grateful to God for for that and for being loved in spite of my many flaws I feel like I don't always do this, but I just feel like I just want to request those listening right now to keep Carla in prayer for there's something in here about the okay, the loving yourself, the just um, knowing that like God has created you in this per this perfect purple joy filled space. And I'm just going to invite people to pray for you and to really keep you in prayer around this. I just I'm feeling a strong prompting of the spirit right now. And um, so we just are going to invite people to do that. Just as we're getting ready to close out, what are the ways you stay in touch with the Lord? Like, what, what do you do to keep him close to you? Uh, I have to say, QFM. Um, I took the challenge last year, and 
I, I, I cannot believe the difference it's made. Um, how can you put that on a radio station? What is coming out of the station? What is the word that's being spoken? Um, my desire for having quiet time with the Lord um, and being in his word on a daily basis. I've always tried to attain that. Um, some days I still fail. I am, feel that I'm doing a much better job than I've ever done. I go to night praising him and thanking him. I wake up in the morning, the same thing. I am, and you know, what do you have for me, Lord? Where, where can I be a blessing to others? Yeah, amen. I love that you bring up the station too, because there is a scripture every day, right? Up on the website, up on the Facebook page. Up, like, it's not just the music. It's all of the above. A song. I mean, you can be just wherever, and that song hits, and it's like, oh, Lord, I just needed that. Yeah. And somehow I'm picturing you just boogieing right across the room. Like, <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> Carlo Mandrell, you are amazing. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about joy and purple. And we just wish you abundant blessings, continued healing in the Lord, and may he continue to bring you down the path. Amen. Amen. And thanks to all of you for choosing to listen. Please remember to go out, live joy, and share joy. Live joy, share joy, shine your light to the world. This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.